American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz with you around the world on the Believe Network. And this is great because uh, whenever we have uh, any kind of uh, conversation going about something that's happening in the Midwest, yes, we immediately think of this gentleman, especially if it involves his beloved Michigan Wolverines. And uh, here they are in action tonight <laughs> in the NCAA tournament. Uh, earlier this morning, we had a discussion with the uh, great sports author John Feinstein, and he was telling a story about Jim Laranega and how on Selection Sunday, Jim Nance in 2006 and Billy Packer both were outraged that George Mason had made it into the tournament. (laughs) And I think if Nance was handling the chores today uh, instead of uh, Greg Gumbel, he he might have uh, issued uh, an equal amount of uh, disgust that Michigan was getting into the tournament, uh, coming off uh, kind of a crummy finish to the season and the whole Jawan Howard thing. And uh, sure enough, here they are in the Sweet 16 in action tonight. So we go to uh, the guru of all uh, Wolverine sports and a guy who, uh, once again, has written more books, a uh, prolific author than uh, cumulatively Luby and I have read in our lifetime. <laughs> the great John U. Bacon joins us here on the show. John U., how are you, my friend? Good to have you on our uh, Believe podcast. Uh, I always love being on, of course, and your intro alone is worth my price of admission right there. So, uh, to find some stuff, hey, I'm in fine company. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. yes, the 11th seed, why are these guys in there? And George Mason, while we're at it, there you go. And, and Florida Gulf Coast, what's up with that? <laughs> Remember that one, too, and uh, VCU, which shock is smart. I UCLA mean, so many of these. was a play Sister Jean, who I, I think I'm afraid that Sister Jean uh, rolled her chair right off the Golden Gate Bridge there, or uh, maybe some <laughs> tall building in Chicago after uh, Loyola Chicago flamed out in the tournament. Uh, I have to say, and, uh, you know, so what were your thoughts uh, when, you know, everybody was uh, making disparaging remarks? There's always some team that uh, people are outraged. Oh, my God, can you believe they got in? And uh, this year, uh, to a certain extent, uh, that was Michigan. Now, what were your feelings about that, John Ubacon? Uh Well, I understood them because the team had literally won and lost uh, like 10 straight games, I think. They could not win or lose two in a row, which meant that you are they were beating very good teams like Purdue and Michigan State and Ohio State and losing to some pretty crappy Big Ten teams. Um, so, I mean, if, if they had been a playing team, if they had not gotten in, man, nobody in Michigan could have cried too much because, you know, whatever you get. But there was a pretty strong case for them to get in. It was pretty rational. And most of the bracketologists had them that way. Of course, there's the usual outrage. Um, and by the way, as far as outrage over who's in the tournament, who's not, how much free time do these people have? I'm always, I'm always curious about that. <laughs> Uh, Ukraine strikes me as outrageous. That's pretty bad. I, you know, yeah, you know, Michigan getting in yeah. equally bad, no question. I, I get it. <laughs> perspective, it's all about perspective. Um, but, uh, but I mean, they they went on a, a two-game tear, which is what you have to call it at Michigan. Uh, the joke was apparently between the two games, they played the team managers in practice and intentionally lost 
to get their on and off loss out of the way. So I guess that works. So <laughs> I need to tee up the managers again. Yes. Uh, tonight against Villanova, uh, you know, that's obviously a very good team. Um, the thing about this Michigan team is, and I said it before the tournament, they can be anybody and they can lose anybody and you don't know why. So tonight, anything could happen. Certainly Villanova's favorite and should be. Um, but it would be no more shocking than them beating Tennessee because Tennessee, of course, most folks are saying, should be a, a two-seed yep. ahead of Duke. So, uh, talk of city. I'm, but I am shocked, by the way, uh, that you guys – I thought we are talking about, you know, the Michigan hockey team, you know, March Madness, that's hockey, right? Yep. I guess I missed you on that one. So, <laughs> oh, well. We're talking with the one and only John U. Bacon on Twitter. At John U. Bacon, best-selling author right now. We've talked to him about when he was putting this book together, and it became a New York Times bestseller. Let them lead about the story that even he doesn't believe that happened to him that he wrote about. So let them lead out now. And it's been <laughs> selling like wildfire as anything this man writes should. John you it's funny because we've talked to you so much about Harbaugh in Michigan, and there were questions about, Howard being hired because that's such a strong program and he had been with the Heat but never really coached college and he came right in and he did great things and so of course the Wolverine fans loved him and recruiting wise he was a monster I mean their recruiting class was neck and neck with Gonzaga as the best class in the country what happened this year from you covering following being around being near the team I know you're up there in Ann Arbor that led to them struggling so much they found their way now but was it youth like what were some of the things people were saying as the season went on because they went in with a lot of hype oh i mean after last year's season and one of the dumbest things said when howard got the job and of course he's a uh, mainly a miami heat guy he's a lot many years down there as an assistant coach and as a player but uh the look he'd never been a head coach before he'd never coached in college before those are two pretty big misses on checking the boxes two great unknowns. But when people said, uh, I don't know if he can recruit. Have you met this man? <laughs> uh, this guy is one of the most charming, charismatic guys you'll ever meet. Um, so that was never a question. So that part was all good. This year has just been strange and weird, almost week by week. And again, not only the on the court beat, you know, giants like, or giant-ish, uh, teams like Purdue, of course, and Ohio State and so on, uh, and losing the bad teams. Uh, but, of course, he had the very bad incident with uh, uh, Wisconsin where he reaches out and slaps the head of a uh, of an assistant coach at Wisconsin, um, which I wrote about that that night and said, this guy, you need to spend him for the rest of the season no matter what the limit normally is. Yep. And they did do that between the Big Ten and Michigan. Uh, he now has no margin. Uh, that had to be not much fun. I, I'm certain it did involve anger management sessions, which can't be much fun either. If that doesn't piss you off, I don't know what will, right? Yeah. So, uh, anyway, counterproductive. Um, so, this year, I didn't know if they were going to roll over and die in the first round or come out fighting. And they have done the, the latter. I will say this, for all the ups and downs, what has not changed is that Howard is very close to his players. His players always respected John Beeline, but they love Juwan Howard. And you can see that now. But uh, it is the most unpredictable season, I thought, this team would be willing to get a year over with and start over in the summer for the next year. Because as you said, they're a top five team coming into this year. He was the coach of the year last year, Juwan Howard was. And this year has been a dog breakfast and, you know, you're not even a top 25 team. So I, March Madness is truly madness and I've got no idea what's going to happen next. <laughs> 
The great John U. Bacon with us here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz on the Believe Network. And uh, John, of course, has authored books on everything from Bo Schembechler to Walgreens, which, uh, you know, is a fascinating uh, display of versatility. Uh, better fight, uh, John U. Bacon, the better fight. Uh, was it uh, Jawan Howard and the Wisconsin assistant or Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson in that classic <laughs> When the Heat played the Knicks, and you remember when Jeff Van Gundy was like a schnauzer around the ankles of Larry Johnson trying to pull him away from Alonzo? Yeah. Uh, this is not your fight, dude. Back out. Uh, look, I'm, yeah. I'm a hockey guy by trade. I've coached and played high school hockey, still play beer league hockey and so on. I, I play on Tuesday nights with some former NHLers. I got to tell you, I have yet to see the basketball fight that's impressed me. Sorry, people. This is not funny. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're watching Arturo Thunder Gotti go at it in a trilogy with Mickey Ward. I mean, they don't land a lot of shots. Well, so, there's, there's a drop for down. you right there, Jeff. There's a drop for you right there. So, uh, <laughs> hey, the, first, the next time I see blood, one of these fights will be the first. I, I had to go back to Rudy Tomjanovich and Kermit Washington, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh, yeah. And that was, that was horrible, you know, obviously. I'm not making light of that, but uh, but no, I mean, in, in a hockey fight, there's almost always some blood. In a basketball fight, there's a whole lot of yelling. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was a Laker fan, and I was watching that game when that uh, took place, and I, I wanted to give Kermit Washington a semi-pass on that. As, uh, it seemed uh, just arbitrary, like uh, all of a sudden, Tam Janovich, you talk about running into a right hand. Ooh. Uh, literally, like, ran into this thing and, and nearly lost his life. I mean, it was yep. a very, uh, you know, sad uh, result uh, that, that happened there. And uh, I, I'm not sure, uh, you know, what happened to Kermit after that, but I would imagine that, uh, you know, he, he wasn't looked at in a very favorable light by uh, people around the country and probably took a lot of abuse for that also. Oh, it sure. seemed like might have been just a, an arbitrary thing that happened to happen, you know, happened to occur during a, a basketball uh, scrum uh, of sorts. Uh, John, you bacon with us here on our Believe podcast. Uh, all right. So, uh, do you and or anybody in your circle of friends or acquaintances at this point in time have a perfect bracket? <laughs> uh, that's cute. I mean, there's St. Peter's, there's Iowa State, Miami. I mean, if anybody has that, do they not deserve to take the pool down right now? I. Tell you what, I would say this. If you've got the 316, you win the internet. Uh, but you need a room full of powerful computers to pull this off. I mean, you have to suspend yeah. NASA missions to, to get this thing right. It's impossible. And by the way, a little bit of irony there. You had John Feinstein out earlier. You know, he wrote the book called The Punch about that situation. You're talking to the exact wrong guy on that one. <laughs> Ask John Feinstein you about hockey, and, and, you'll, and, the, and, and the circle will be whole. <laughs> Uh, it was a more famous punch, uh, I think, than uh, the one Ali uh, whiffed on when, when Sonny Liston went down. And he was looking up at Jersey Joe Walcott and said, Miami. get to 10 already. I got to get out of here. I got a plane to catch. Get to 10 already. That was great. Uh, Lewiston, Maine. Uh, when uh, Robert Goulet forgot the words of the anthem, uh, just uh, a classic uh, from many different fronts. Uh, all right. Speaking of classics, uh, it looked like old Jimmy was uh, going to take his khaki pants and uh, maybe move on to one Indianapolis uh, to be their head or the Vikings to be their head coach. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, how serious did you people in uh, Michigan take that? Uh, Very and should have. Uh, I I mean, I know that I go back to third grade with Harbaugh. We were hockey teammates and line mates actually. Eighth grade. Uh, You don't forget eighth grade, of course. Uh, And as I've said before, one of us is a great athlete. 
but I won't tell you who. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, towards, towards the back of the book, you'll get there. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, but no, he, I mean, he, was, he paid a price for it, but to his credit, he was upfront about it with recruits, with the public, with his staff, that he was looking at the NFL. And he told my sources that if he was offered uh, by Minnesota, he was going to take it. Which means you come back in the plane a little bit, you know, bruised and banged up, and you have to renegotiate with your boss, and it's awkward, no doubt, and awkward with the fans and everyone else. Um, so there's a price to be paid there for sure. But the the very clear word was, if he was offered Minnesota, he was going to take it. So uh, that uh, after six or seven years of all these nonstop, you know, rumors about Indianapolis and Chicago and so on, this one was true. Um, so you got to mend some fences, but as awkward as it may be, it can't be as bad as it was. This time last year when they're two and four and you wipe out, you know, six to ten assistant coaches. So uh, this has got to be more stable than that. That's a relative scale. As my father often told me, when you're on the floor, you cannot fall out of bed. True. Um, so uh, this year is probably going to be saner than last year. And last year was 12 and two. So I would not, I would n- never count them out. Harbaugh's at his best and his back against the wall. What is, because, and I get it, like, the NFL, he's always had dreams there to go there. They had given him so a lot of guff for years. He finally has a successful year. Fine, if he leaves, I can see not even having hard feelings. However, he didn't leave. So, and I get it. He finally got them into the four, <laughs> and they return a right. monster defense, even with the losses, a monster defense. Their offense is his best it's been since he's been there. He actually has a quarterback. So you should be excited. He's now proven he's worth all that money. But what is the feeling? Like, have they just, you said mending fences, have they just accepted it? Like, what is still the feeling around there? Because a lot of uh, programs would be, feel jilted. I don't know if I felt that from Michigan fans. Yeah, there's some of that. But keep in mind, fair is fair. Uh, a year ago, if you did a poll and no one did, <laughs> I bet 75% of Michigan fans would have voted for a new coach. Uh, when Michigan goes 2-4, and four, with a really bad loss to a very bad Michigan State team. Mel Tucker did a great job coaching them up. Uh, they didn't even play Ohio State, which almost certainly would have steamrolled them. Um, the, the, the party was over. So in that sense, it's kind of a, a very pragmatic view, not very romantic view at this point, that uh, it makes more sense for Harvard to stay, more stability than the wild card. Michigan did that twice, of course, uh, in the 2010s and didn't always work out so great. Um, I think this is a pragmatic feeling right now. It's not the honeymoon that was the first two or three years, but it is uh, a pretty realistic view, I would say. Um, and hey, look, man, memories are short until you lose to Michigan State, and then they get really long. So, <laughs> exactly. All right, wait, a year ago. <laughs> so with the great John U. Bacon, prolific author, and of course, uh, you know, the, the number one guy, go-to guy for us uh, whenever anything uh, pertains to Michigan. All right, uh, I do have a, a very important question for you because uh, I just uh, got a text from uh, my bookie, Louis the Lip Lipschitz, and uh, he's a big fan of yours, by the way. We mentioned, uh, I think that's why he was texting oh. me to see, you know, where he could catch the podcast. I, I told him uh, Believe Network, and he said, yeah, yeah, I was aware of that. Uh, I've been listening to your shows, uh, you know, to figure out which way you're going to go on certain games. So um, he's offering me the very same four and a half. I'm looking at in my New York Post with Michigan and sort of implying to me that since you're such a big fan of John U. Bacon, why don't you back his team? Would you be inclined, John U. Bacon, to go ahead and, and take four and a half points and, and take Michigan over Villanova tonight? Four and a half. 
Uh, That's uh, yeah, not, not the most generous of allotments here. Uh, <laughs> I would have to say. <laughs> Uh, but I'm that's not, the line on the game, four and a hook. So, uh, you know, people are seeing this as uh, very possible. Michigan can win. Uh, oh, I think it is very possible. But I don't know if I take four and a half. Um, I, would, I would want more than that. Uh, of course, the thing about basketball is so weird on the betting front is that the game is close, 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 and the last minute is always a foul timeout set. So a three-point lead yes. is 10 very quickly, and yep. it's, it destroys oh, it's it very quickly. So, yep. it, oh, man. Uh Hockey, back to hockey. I keep on plugging hockey for no good reason here in Miami. But, uh, <laughs> but hockey is the only sport that actually speeds up at the end of the game. Yes. Baseball is pinch hitters and relief pitchers, and football is timeouts and grounding the ball and throwing it away and so on. And basketball is probably the worst at this. The last five minutes takes 50 minutes. Um, but uh, hard to say, you know what? I would not take Michigan four and a half points to Villanova. So tell Louis. Uh, don't do it to stick it where the sun don't shine, which is what I usually say to him when he calls. Okay, well, yeah, he's usually looking for his money between though. Between you and uh, Louis, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've noticed those guys are like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell the lip I need seven and a hook, or uh, else lose my number. You know, which uh, he's not inclined to do because he knows that I'm a That's sucker for this sort of thing. Uh, John, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for uh, joining us here on After Hours. It's always great catching up with you, uh, whether it's regular hours or after hours or any time of the day or night. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us here on the show. It's always a pleasure, my friend. You guys have always been great. Uh, the podcast is my podcast. is Let Them Lead by Bacon.com. We have struck up an odd friendship, gentlemen, but I hear it's still continuing. I love it. So, <laughs> talk to you guys probably right. next week. That'd be wonderful. Yes, go. Sounds blue. good. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. good luck tonight. Uh, you know, good even luck. though four and a hook doesn't sound like it's. Uh, particularly appealing to anybody, uh, except the lip, uh, who uh, wants <laughs> yeah, to book all the action he can on Bill and Hope. <laughs> all right. Uh, wow, great. John U. Bacon, always a lot of fun. And, of course, uh, we're going to get deeper into the tournament because uh, we have, uh, what, Brandon Lang tomorrow? Lang tomorrow, and he oh, kills it man. here. That's always a hot podcast for us here on Believe. Yes. Usually our number one. It's always hot, period. It's Brandon Lang. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to uh, astonishingly just... low numbers right after Brandon Lang uh, makes his appearances. Here. He's like the answer. No matter how hard we try, Luby. No matter how hard we try. But that's why we throw him in because, yeah. as Milk Toast as some people may be, Brandon Lang's hot. Literally anything he says is No, he brings it. Yeah. <laughs> Over under on the tranny uh, mention. It's usually well, three what, minutes. What is that going to be set at? Uh, I usually set it at no, three minutes. No, it's usually within the first 30 seconds. Oh, no, that's talk. what I'm saying. We set the over under at three and he usually annihilates it by two. 29 and a half seconds. I want to go. Over under on the first tranny mentioned by Brandon Lang while handicapping college basketball games, which we know are all about the virtues of interscholastic athletics. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. I couldn't even say it. <laughs> no, you couldn't. All right. A lot of fun being with you guys. Uh, we'll join you again tomorrow. Thanks so much for tuning in, downloading the podcast here uh, after hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz, and uh, whoever you're betting on tonight, whether it's Michigan getting four and a half, Villanova laying four and a hook, realize that while you're watching a game, no matter what the score may be at the time, no matter how lousy the proposition looks, if you're winning, you always have to believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. 
Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.